0: We here at Sports Best Friends acknowledge Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people as the traditional custodians of the land, water and sky throughout Australia on which we record. We recognise their strength, diversity, resilience and deep connection to country. We pay our respects to Elders of the past, present and future as they hold the memories, knowledge and spirit of Australia.
1: sports best friends, NBA season a podcast that's excited about restarts as Philly fans are watching Harden throw a lob to Joel Embiid my name is Backyard and I am living proof that if you annoy someone enough on the internet you can steal their podcast join me hopefully every week by my brother and owner of Cards from the Bench Cardi B now is it Cardi with an I or Cardi with a Y
0: so that's a good, it's a good intro uh, because I was thinking about rebranding my Cardi um, and like going, oh, so after Big T named me Cardi B, uh, I thought that as a tribute to him, I might like put on a cardigan and go old school Cardi um, and, and maybe changing things up and change my Twitter handle because he always gives me shit about that. So uh, that's the plan. Um, we're going to go Cardi. We'll go Cardi with an I. Um, But I think, as I say, a rebrand is pending. Um, So I'm going to talk to my marketing people and come back to you on that one.
1: Do that. I mean, you are, there is some infringement issues with the name and, um, you know, that's why I ask. So how was your, how was your weekend, Cardi B.?
0: Hey, we uh, had a very wet weekend, as did the most of Sydney, and I think uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's call out to our uh, Queensland listeners and um, hope that the rain stops up there soon, because it's pretty mental uh, what's happening in Australia um, at the moment, uh, well, especially the East Coast and obviously around the world. But um, yeah, for me, it was uh, a very wet one, uh, and uh, there wasn't a whole lot to get excited about, but uh that's okay we're gonna we're gonna move through this week and hope the rain stops and the uh the basketball is good what
1: about you uh my weekend was very similar very wet um looking after you know children and um i i had to drive to sydney in the rain and that's always fun so um i know i probably should have taken a boat um I guess a quick follow-up question. How are you feeling about the podcast changes? I mean, we got the, uh, the resignation of, of T last night, but how are you feeling about the changes?
0: Oh, for anyone that listened to that three minutes last night, I think there would have been tears. Um, it, was, <laughs> it was sad, but um, I think uh, T and I had always talked about the clash of NRL-NBA at some point and how um, his, his love for NRL may supersede his new love um, he's gone back to the old girlfriend, uh, even though the new one was fun and exciting for a little while. So, uh, it's, I'm excited to be continuing the pod, uh, cause I do love it. And, but, uh, we'll be sad to not have him around and his biased Brooklyn opinions. Uh, so
1: <laughs> <laughs> we'll work
0: through it. I think, um, I'm, I'm excited. I, I am excited for the new format. I think, it, uh, well, it's not really a new format. We're keeping a lot of the same stuff, but, um, I, I yeah, I think it'll be. I think it'll be good, and um, hopefully T can join us in different bits um, when Brooklyn get knocked out in the first round or don't even make the playoffs. that would be good.
1: Yeah, for sure. The new format is kind of like James Harden in a jersey. Like it, it's it's the same player, but he's just wearing a different jersey. So just a little um, overweight. <laughs> yeah, just a little bit chunkier and a little maybe a little bit more um, basketball focused. Um, all right, let's play some one-on-one. What's wrong? So we're going to go one-on-one, which means uh, we're going to each ask each other a question, an NBA question, maybe a high-focused one, and um, yeah, and then we'll get that person to talk about it. Hopefully, it's about a topic that we know, uh, but Ben, you can, you can ask me the first question.
0: Well, I feel like it's uh, only fitting that we cover your team uh, first up. So I keep hearing about how Boston are, like, going to win the finals, which seems a little extreme. Uh, But I want to know, as a a one-eyed Boston fan, how deep can they go? How deep can the
1: Celtics go this year? Uh, I I want to just put a few little caveats on that. One, what podcast are you listening to where they're talking about uh, Boston winning the championship and why am I not listening to them? Uh, And two, I, I think... I, I try to um, I try to be a little bit a little bit I try to be impartial when it comes to Boston because they they're quite a frustrating team. Um, how deep can Boston go? I mean, if you'd asked me this question in December around Christmas time, uh, I feel like they would have been lucky to get in the play-in. Um, but now I'm looking at them like I think that they're a strong um, six. I think I, I look at kind of the teams above them. The the Cavs are having some moments here that that probably scare some of the Cleveland fans, but I I do think that there are possible six in the standings. Uh, um, so that means I think they're probably going to be a three six matchup now. Depending on how well Philly goes, that means that they could see Philly in the in the first round, which is not ideal, but also a great matchup because um, I I do I do love watching Boston beat Philly, um, which they've done multiple times in the playoffs. I don't think that they're going to be conference final teams that everything would have to come together quite well Um, i mean as we're recording this uh they just got towed up by the paces um al horford wasn't playing who for some reason has become the kind of the real focal point for this boston team um which i love because i love al horford um but also i think the changes that they've made with horford marking uh some of the bigger guys. And and Robert Williams not marking the bigger guys has been the big difference in that defense. And um, watching them switch onto everything is awesome. I love it. It's it's awesome basketball. Um, And when when Marcus Smart or Derek White are on the court, they they look so big. There's active hands. There's lots of steals. There's lots of turnovers. This defense is awesome. And so um, I think if they can stay healthy, then they're definitely um, a six seed. I mean, is that is that your feeling? I don't know how much Boston you've watched, but what's your feelings about? The Celtics.
0: I haven't lots. haven't watched a lot of Boston. If I'm being very honest with you, but um, every single <laughs> podcast that The Ringer puts out um, has something about the Celtics. So I, uh, I, I feel like I know them. Uh, look, I, I. They genuinely surprised me over the this year. I think they uh, have the third best record in the league since the calendar year started, um, and that's a pretty big sample size now. So um, looking through their schedule, I mean, they had some pretty pretty nice like games there with Pistons, Magic, Hornets, like on that win streak and Pelicans. I shouldn't say that because some's just lost to them. But uh, I think um, the biggest change I've seen is that Marcus Smart doesn't try to shoot the ball anymore. And he's like, I think he's the team leader in assists, uh, which is what he needed to be because he has a terrible idea of when to shoot and when not to shoot. So um, obviously he's bought in, which makes a huge difference to that team and um, yeah. I, I think if you, if you end up, if you end up, uh, I think a second round, uh, if making it through to the second round would feel like a win for that season and probably keeps Brown and Tatum together for a little bit longer, which is probably what you want as a fan.
1: Yeah. Yep. And and on that point around the schedule, like it's a bit up and down, like they see some, some good teams and then some, some teams that kind of are, are a bit average, but um. I think that they they do have a good kind of run to the finals, um, especially as stars start to get sat down. I don't think Boston would sit anybody, really. I think they'd want to get as high that. Nobody really wants to be in a play-in tournament. Like, nobody wants to come up against those top-tier teams, I don't think so. Um, yeah. Um, all right, my turn. My question. Um, I'm going to ask you, you know, a, a couple of months ago on the pod, you were saying how confident you were going into sort of fourth period 5 minutes left to go suns either up or down um now cp3 to be reevaluated in a 6 to 7 weeks um are you still feeling that confident when you hit that fourth quarter i mean i was watching the funding game the other day and it seemed a little bit shaky but what's your kind of feeling about suns now going into those kind of final 5 minutes of fourth quarters
0: not unsurprisingly, I don't have the same confidence. <laughs> I think I've lost a, a little bit of that. Uh, I also think that um, no CP3, but no CP4, as I call him, Chris pa- um, campaign, uh, that has also impacted us uh, quite, <laughs> quite a lot. Uh, and Booker having to play point and score, score 30 and, you know, 10 assists or so, I think he had seven assists today. Uh, and really try to power the offense. I mean, we know that that doesn't work for Phoenix and it needs to be a, uh, everyone chipping in. Um, and so I think we've gone back a little bit backwards over the last, since Paul's gone down in the All-Star break, we're one and two. We lost today to Utah. We lost uh, to the Pelicans, um, scraped in against OKC. So I definitely don't have that, um, that, uh, that confidence without Paul there uh, to facilitate and run the show. Uh, that being said, like today's game, um, we were down by three with, you know, uh, we got a rebound um, and Crowder just threw it over, the, over the, uh, the sideline. And so it wasn't like we lost convincingly today. Um, I think we were kind of in that game in Utah, but to lose two home games kind of sucks after the year that we've had. Um, so that, that kind of kills me a bit. But um, I also don't think that Chris Paul having six weeks off is necessarily a bad thing as long as we can maintain that kind of one or two seed. And we need to kind of maintain 500 ball to hold on to one. Um, I don't really want to slip to two because I'd rather a game seven in Phoenix. But, um, yeah, it's less I'm, – I'm less worried about it with a sort of six-game lead um, over the rest of the pack. So, um, And as you were just talking about, players being sat um, as the season kind of closes might might mean that we don't need to kind of – kill our guys um, our older guys as well uh, so yeah I, I'm not I'm not as gloating and confident as I was previously but um, I, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna I'm gonna sit on my five and a half game lead and just be um, okay for now so
1: yeah <laughs> um, yeah it's, it's definitely something that that changes the dynamic of the team but I, and they just need to find a new rhythm I think as well like yeah. um, they just need I think Aaron Holiday was actually good in hindsight is a good ad. just making sure that he's kind of giving the ball up. But I mean, Paul has a way of activating Aiton that nobody on that squad can kind of get just yet. So yeah. I think once they sort of figure that out and his role in that, in that, um, in that team, it can make a real difference. So, um, yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, so my question next uh, is uh a New Jersey question or a Brooklyn question, because I feel like we owe that as a tribute to, uh, to our, to our resigned colleague. Uh, so when does Ben Simmons come back? When does he play and should we care is the first part. Uh, and then I want I want I, I think it's worth mentioning that the, um, private sector mandate has been lifted. Uh, or oh, the, the, um, the mandate has been lifted in New York, but um, doesn't apply to the private sector, which means that Kyrie Irving can't play home games still. Um, they're hopeful that it'll change before the playoffs, um, but it means he can go and sit and watch, which I mean, you know, he's got a lot going on. He might not have time to sit and come and watch anyway. So um, call that out. Um, and then I want to get your thoughts on um, Goran Dragic and the buyout market, because they could potentially run a uh, Kyrie Goran. Uh, Steph Curry, a uh, Seth Curry, um, KD Simmons lineup, which were pretty pretty death. Um, so I'd love to hear your thoughts about
1: it. Uh, should we care whether Ben Simmons plays or not? I guess we should care. We should definitely care because they made this trade and they 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 let go of a player who um, is pretty good. James Harden's pretty good at playing basketball. Uh, we should definitely care about that. The one thing that I'm really curious about is, and nobody seems to talk about this. I mean, Bill Simmons touched on this recently in his podcast. Is You know, everyone's talking about how Simmons doesn't need to be that guy anymore. And I'm like, he does kind of need to be that guy because Kyrie just doesn't, besides sometimes he just doesn't want to play basketball. So he's he's kind of somebody who doesn't play very often. Uh, KD is somebody who gets injured. I mean, up and down the line, like, can you remember a full KD season? I, I can't. Um, and we're seeing evidence of that now. So who's the next player then? Like, it's, it's Ben Simmons. And so he does kind of need to be that guy. Um, so that's why we should care. At, at best right now, Brooklyn look like a fringe play-in team. Like, that, that is my kind of opinion on that. Like, their depth kind of stinks, They've got some bright sparks. I think Cam Thomas has been really good. They're getting production out of Marcus Aldridge, but doesn't seem sustainable. Um, And and so their their depth kind of stinks. But at the same time, um, having KD back obviously changes the the kind of the whole trajectory of the team. But they need to start winning games like right now. uh, To even be in a playoff that doesn't see them against Giannis or this Bulls team, which seems to be kind of on fire at the moment, the playoffs pending. Uh, Kyrie, I mean, how many times can we be on a podcast and talk about Kyrie? If he gets to play basketball full-time, then every Nets fan should be excited. But it also comes with this whole baggage of strange things. As somebody who was very happy to see Kyrie leave his team, it's like, I feel like the Nets haven't even, Nets fans haven't even seen what the madness that Kyrie can bring to a team on and off the court. Like on the court, he is a, he is a circus lay of, of rim running. But at the same time, I don't know. I mean, they were doing pretty well when he wasn't there. So there, there's something to be said about that. Um, but having Goran Dragic there, who is just a bulldog of a player. I was pretty disappointed that someone like the Celtics didn't try to, to get him, but obviously has that connection with Nash. And so um, I think that he's a really good addition. Again, if he can stay healthy and stay on the court, then maybe some of the Kyrie madness will be kind of be pushed aside by that. But Brooklyn in themselves, they're just a, a, bit, of a, a, a bit of a mess right now. And so having KD come back, I mean, that's supposed to be in... Uh, I think on the third they said of March he's coming back. So whether that happens or not, I mean, is he gonna be on is he gonna be on restricted minutes? Um, he's had so many leg injuries, it's like it's quite scary. I'd be frightened by that if I was a Brooklyn fan. So and and yeah, uh, I said my best. Should we care about Ben Simmons? Sorry. Yes, um, we should care. I know only.
0: Sorry, I no, I was just gonna say I don't care if Ben Simmons plays or not. Uh, I really, <laughs> really don't. And whether it's his back or his mental health or whatever it is, I mean, he's you know to your point, uh, he can't be the he can't be your third best guy on a championship team. Uh, that's that's how I feel about it right now. Uh, I think that someone like Seth Curry was um, pretty instrumental in the game the other night against Milwaukee and will be uh, throughout the playoffs. But KD coming back is really the big one. If he comes back, then they're a different team. And that's just reality. And adding uh, Dragic was immense for them. I mean, he was like probably the second best player in the finals before he got hurt, or in the playoffs before he got hurt in the bubble. Like, he was amazing. Um, and in, and whether he can still play at that level two years later is, is, remains to be seen. But uh, he will come back and give them a lot of experience. So I'm a, probably a little bit higher on Brooklyn than you are, as much as I hate to say it. Uh, I I think that they're going to get it together and they're going to be a threat, um, which I, as I say, I hate to say it, but that's kind of my my take, my take on it. But we talk enough about those guys, so let's move on to the other the other
1: guys that everyone's talking about,
0: um, and go from there.
1: Yeah, so I mean, that was my question is around Harden and Embiid playing together. Um, I mean, they they kind of destroyed New York this morning. Um, uh, 66 it's been pretty points. pretty amazing <laughs> 66 <Yeah>. points combined <laughs> yep uh, so that's an understatement but i mean we've seen this movie before with harden right like he he's definitely he's better on a first date than he is as a long-term prospect you know if you're if you're uh, if you're on the bachelor you'd be like he'd be he'd be wowing you on those first dates, but then after a while, you'd be like, dude, there's no way I'm giving you a rose because you're not sticking around here." So, so I don't know if you watch much Bachelor, but that's-, that's I'll how take I your feel word for so it. Like, so my question is, we've seen this movie before, right?
0: Yes, uh, I haven't seen the Bachelor movie um, that you're so you so, you're so familiar <laughs> with, um, but I understand the rose concept. Uh, I I mean, so like, there's only two people that have ever had, oh no, sorry. He's the first person to have 25 and 10 assists, 25 points, 10 assists in the first two games with his new team, which is, you know, what I'd expect. He's the only the second player in league history to have 25, 10, 15 and five steals. The other is Chris Paul, uh, who again was his teammate at one point and uh, barring a Chris Paul hamstring injury, potentially Houston won the, won the championship that year. Yeah, And I think that's yep. what that's what you're alluding to, right? Um, Harden is great when he's engaged and wants to prove something. And then he gets to a point where he's like, actually, I'm just going to go to the club. Uh, We've got a couple of games coming up, but I might not be here. Um, So, yeah, I think that if he is engaged and Embiid keeps him locked in and Embiid is healthy, my God, like what we saw today was insane. And it's everything that every Philly fan... Uh, would be, like, dreaming about because neither of them have... Ever, no no one's ever been that player for Embiid, right? And, and like, to have a scorer like that is just amazing. So,
1: um, and a facilitator, for that matter.
0: Uh, I think that uh, Harden checks out at some point um, and they don't win the championship is my prediction right now. Um, but that might not age well. We'll see. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Do you have any further I, thoughts on but that? I was-
1: <laughs> Or I just think um, the Philly fans should be excited about the fact that like Harden can run a team by himself. I mean, he, he basically took some of those Houston teams to to the kind of... To, he did take them far into the playoffs. Now, how do you feel about him in the playoffs? But if Embiid's not on the court for a couple of games, that's not such a bad thing now, as opposed to how it was when Simmons was that guy. So you have to be positive about the fact that I would rather have James Harden on the court running the team than I would Ben Simmons standing on the court running the team. So, you know, as much as like how I feel about Philly is how I feel about Philly, it, is, it does seem likely that Embiid is due injury at some point. Um, so I think that that's going to happen. I think he's going to get hurt and then Harden's going to have to run the team. I agree with you. I don't think that they're a, they're a finals team. Uh, but, you know, happy to be proven, proven wrong. There's lots of good things to like about um, Philly's team. There's also lots of things that are going against them. Harden is classic playoff flameout guy, and Doc Rivers has the record that he has, um, and Embiid has never been there. So we can take whatever we want from that. But I think it's going to be pretty fun to watch, at least, especially especially on the tenth, uh, which we can we can talk about very soon. I'm no expert. I just love the game, but more than that, I love the community. If you're a fan of rugby league or the NRL, you'll love Big T's Tees. Unique, affordable, and made for fans. Find a link to the online store in the show notes below. You'd look good in one of Big T's Tees.
0: So let's get, let's get into that. Uh, let's get into the bet. So we're calling this section N one, and uh, we're going to continue this as uh T and I used to Uh, so we'll have we have one in the can already so anyone who listened to our all-star podcast the other day would have heard us talking about the race for MVP Um, we took our uh, collective selections um, and we'll have those for uh, a long-running bet so we might add a few more long-running bets I think next week we'll talk about rookie of the year and put some bets in there in place but uh, bet for today uh, talking about the sixes and nets off the back of that um, game on the 10th of March, which everyone I'm sure will be tuning into to see uh, what that looks like. But for us, uh, we want to do, I want to do over unders on how many players, how many of the traded players play. So just a reminder that was um, James Harden and Paul Millsap for Ben Simmons, Seth Curry and Andre Drummond. Uh, Benbury got uh, Uh, released, waived on on the back of that trade. So we won't include him. So basically of the five players that were traded, how many do you think actually play in the game is the bet?
1: Okay. So the over, I I think it's probably going to be three. I think three of them are going to play. Mostly because Paul Millsap is probably going to be a DMP, right? Uh, So (laughs) I'm betting that Harden, Curry and Drummond are on the court. But I think Mills said, I just don't think Simmons doesn't look ready yet. So can I say? So are you saying the over is two and a half?
0: It's up to you you said it. So you can take you can take two and a half over if you want. And I'll take the I'll take the two under.
1: Yeah, I think I'm gonna take the two and a half over. Yeah.
0: Okay. All right. I'll take the under because I think that Harden will pull a hamstring between now and then or hit the clock. <laughs> uh, and Paul Millsap won't play, um, and it's a bit. Well, you never know what you're going to get with Andre Drummond either. So uh, you know he might be arrested by then. Who knows? Uh, so we, we might be just Seth Curry running around. But we'll, we'll see. So, so we'll keep it. We'll keep a tally on the. Um, we'll keep a tally of the bets. Uh, start from start from scratch. And just a reminder to everyone that um, I actually won the bets with T before he quit. So he owes me a Kevin Johnson dunking T-shirt. But we'll follow
1: him up with that. Um just before we kind of finish up on this, can we talk about how much the Philly fans, if Simmons is on the court or if he's in the stadium, they are going to eat him alive. Do you do you feel that way?
0: There's no chance he goes anywhere near. You. The Philadelphia ever
1: again, right?
0: I actually don't even know if he's still there. I shouldn't, I shouldn't, I don't know enough about it, but there's no chance he like even enters any kind of jurisdiction that is Philadelphia because he, he, bad things would happen to him. That is my, my yeah, so it,
1: it, it's reminiscent of the like the KD Warriors, Eddie and the Warriors coming back to Oklahoma and them just destroying him. The difference being like KD came in and you know that Warriors team is amazing. But Philly fans are brutal. They're, they're up there with Celtics fans. So I just if he gets on the court and he's already got mental health issues, gosh, he's not going to walk out of that stadium with anything. Like, he's not going to be super positive about that experience, is he? Like they might there might actually be some sort of there might be another malice in the palace. You know what I mean? Like that's how I'm feeling right now. Like that could that's just much watch TV.
0: I've, uh, yeah, I feel like everyone who is in the NBA has circled that game or follows the NBA has circled that game. Um, and, but I don't expect that he'll be there. I think a seven-game series between the two teams would be immense. So it's something to look forward to later in the year. Miller,
1: gets it in the for the win. All right, it's officially garbage time. So this is what we're calling the area where we, we don't talk necessarily about on-court stuff but we talk about cards and and card related items and um fantasy mba so tell me some crazy stuff if there is any that's happening in the card world
0: well i'm deeply offended that you would call my cards garbage time but um (laughs) we'll we'll work past past that Look, um, it's it's kind of the busy season for the cards. There's been a couple of new, couple of new releases over the last uh, three weeks, and so that's meant a few late nights of staying up and getting some cards online and. Um, shipping a lot of products but there's a bit of a lull at the moment in the card market um, across the board Uh, there's been a few there's actually a big couple of big hobby shows so there was one in Melbourne last week which had a huge turnout uh, last weekend unfortunately the other one was supposed to be in Brisbane this week and uh, obviously with all Mm -hmm. the floods it still went ahead there was obviously a lot less people there but it will be rescheduled Um, so that's pretty cool they're getting card shows back we never really had them um, done to this level in Australia and uh, so that's that's pretty pretty awesome Um, but other than that the card stuff's just trucking along um, and we'll continue to to follow the the player hypes and um, uh, interesting one is Ja Morant with his injury um, this week hopefully he's not out too long Um, but uh, he the hype on Morant uh everyone was chasing Zion cards um out of that rookie class out of that 1920 rookie class and um yeah every time every time every time I'd sell a box in 1920 they're like oh I hope I hit a hope I hit a Zion and now it's all changed to people just chasing that for the Morant cards because he's really taken off so um rant's popularity definitely related uh, in the card market definitely related to he's on court but um and probably at an all-time high at the moment in terms of collectors probably be the hottest player so i hope that doesn't uh his injury doesn't impact too much but um yeah that's that's cards um i will ask you about your fantasy uh
1: and uh before before you do I, i do have a i do have a card question for you all right um i know that you're you're super prolific on the social medias. I mean, every week I hear you bumble through your social media username. So you, you must be all over the social media but, um, And I'm sure you get lots of questions on there, but this is the question that I get asked all the time, like without fail when I tell them that my brother is in the hobby as to use your term. They say to me, in my garage, I have a whole bunch of cards that I saved when during the 90s era, how much do you think your brother could get for them? And so my question to you is, should I be telling them to come and talk to you? Should those people on the internet and the, the six users who listen to us right now, should those people be connecting with you to sell you their Mark Jackson upper deck one card? Is it is that, is that what we're looking at here? Or is it purely just about getting new stuff and shipping new stuff?
0: So, uh, I just want to jump on something you said there, which is a Mark Jackson. There is a Mark Jackson card that is worth money. Um, There's a Hoops 19, I think it's 1990 Hoops card of Mark Jackson. And in the background are two guys that murdered their parents on the day (laughs) that they went to the game. So they sat courtside. This is a crazy story. You can Google it. They sat courtside after murdering their parents, and the photo that they took and put on a card was them in the background. So that's a pretty amazing Mark Jackson story. So if you have that card, it does sell for sort of 10, 10, 12 bucks, but every other Mark Jackson card sells for 10 cents. So um, look out for that card. to your main point, um, I probably get two or three calls of a day about people that have just found their cards in their garage or their parents' garage or in their basement. Uh, and the 90s stuff is known as what was the junk wax era, which is that there was a lot, a lot of cards produced, and there's a lot of cards still around. So, um, they aren't worth a whole lot. Um, the Michael Jordans, the Shaqs, um, those kind of level of players, or probably Jordan especially, you can still move, but what you want to make sure is that they're in good condition and that doesn't mean like uh in a sleeve with all white corners they've got to be in perfect condition to be worth anything so um i'll give the same advice that i give to everyone which is uh go on to ebay see what your cards are worth uh there's a site called 130sales.com and that'll tell you everything that's been sold for that respective card so you can you can check that out um and i'm happy to do to give people guidance but most of the time moving them through ebay is probably the easiest way to get rid of them uh if any of your friends ask they can call me but um, i'm probably going to tell them the same thing which is they're not worth a whole lot unless you're getting into the like 84 85 86 jordan kind of rookie stuff then yeah definitely call me i will take those cards off your hands but uh, anything in the 90s is not worth it it's not worth
1: much so yeah keep them for yourself excellent and if people wanted to get in contact with you on social media, how would uh, they do Let's What's not do social handles? media.
0: Let's not do social media. So it's Ben, <laughs> ben at cardsfronthebench.com.au Just email me.
1: Uh, that's yeah. Good one. Good one. Excellent. I love it. I love that Mark Jackson thing as well. You're going you're gonna to end up with all these DMs and people sending you up like random Mark Jackson cards now. <laughs> and you'd be like, "Yep, yeah, that's not the one. That's not the one. Um, and that, that makes me happy. Um, look, we wanted—I wanted to quickly ask you a fantasy NBA fantasy question. Um, I want to know what it's like tanking in the fantasy NBA season. I am not tanking. I am actually quite successful, so I don't know what it's like to tank in the NBA season. So, why don't you why don't you talk to me through talk me through that quickly?
0: It really sucks. Uh, I won't <laughs> ever do it again. Uh, it really, really does suck. And so um, I have decided that in future I'm going to play out the season regardless of how badly my injuries Like the Mavericks? Are yeah, I'm going to be the Mavericks. Uh, and I'm going to hope that, like, someone comes back and saves me. Uh, but um, I'm done for this year. But uh, it really, really does suck because I, I love the fact that the NBA fantasy keeps me watching games and keeps me up to date. Yes. The players are going hard. that sort of stuff so yeah it's kind of impacted everything that i do um around the nba and whether that's the cards or whether that's just the pod or whatever we're doing so i don't have as much um interest which yeah as a as a fan kind of sucks so i won't be tanking ever again you can i can i can tell (laughs) you can tell that to everyone in our league and any future leagues that i participate in
1: uh i won't be tanking ever again so uh yes
0: are you you sorry go
1: I was gonna say shout out to our our fantasy league, the better than doing work NBA Fantasy Group, who you all hit heard, heard it here first, especially you, Trent. you've heard that Ben won't be taking anymore, so um, this is the last chance to try to fleece him uh, in some way shape yeah, or. form.
0: I'm a seven percent chance still of making the playoffs if I went try to get back in. so <laughs> uh, but I won't. Uh, are you on a on a scale of one to ten, how confident are you about your uh, about your season?
1: My my season runs parallel with the Celtic season. Like I'm a good, I'm a good mid tier player. The, the only thing that I'm I'm really hoping for, and um, I feel like there's other people who do fantasy who hopefully listen to this podcast, is that injuries and load management makes the teams who are good bad. So that that's been my that's actually been my plan for the last two years of this kind of five year cycle that we're on, um, which is. You know, any of those teams that stacked with the with the teams that are already guaranteed a playoff spot, I'm hoping that they sit those players because our finals obviously sit right when when it's kind of the end of the season. So um, I, I'm quite happy with my team now. So And, and the trade deadline's passed for us. Um, I did feel a bit hollow the last couple of days, and I'm sure everybody can feel this for where you're checking your fantasy every morning and you're like, oh, actually, there's no games for the next couple of days. And then it's it's kind of like... You don't want to use that that matchup um, acquisition. So you're just kind of sitting there and you're just looking at an empty screen. And so it's a bit, it's a bit sad. So I'm glad that fantasy basketball is back as well as normal basketball.
0: And and I think that's the thing for me. Um that you miss you do miss that. Like for six weeks I've been like, oh man, there's no point in logging on to my fantasy. That's kind of sucks. But you must have been pretty happy about Arden Harden going for like 86 points this morning. That must have made you feel good. So
1: um <laughs> It, it, it doesn't, it doesn't. Um, the guy who I was versing had Harden and Simmons and Simmons is at back. So um, big, big props to those people who kept Simmons in their IR for as long as they did. Um, you people deserve, the, you deserve that spirit to turn around. So I hope that you know, he plays well for those people. But um, no, I wasn't happy to see that scoring this morning against my team, but we, we, will, we will persist and hopefully on our way to the finals.
0: Seconds.
1: For the win. We're at the buzzer so these are some of the, we're going to try to do we're going to try to do um a quick roundup of some things that we've been seeing this week as a final summary um I, I wanted to quickly talk about the fact that DeMar DeRozan at the moment is breaking all of these records like every single every single week he's breaking records they're putting him into groups with jordan and Wilt and elgin and it's so strange uh, and i'm not sure how you feel about this but it's also like the records are so specific like you know he's the first person out of this group of people to hit ranges at this, this clip and it just makes me laugh because i'm like you know it, it's sort of bizarre that the the, the more the records go on the worse they get it's like oh he's the first person to hit a three-pointer while someone's stealing his shoe and and you're just a bit like whatever happened to you know the guy who scored more points and i'm just i'm so fascinated about that and so it happens a lot i think watching steph break that sort of um three-point you know climbing that three-point ladder i'm like yeah that's a gr- that's a great record i can get i can get on board with that because you know i watched ray allen um beat reggie in, in that i can get on board with those things right but some of these other ones, I'm like, do I do I care? Should I care? Should I care that Demata Rosen is the king of the mid-range? Like, I don't, I don't know. So that was my kind of at the buzzer thing that I was thinking about. What about you?
0: I totally agree with you on that, but uh, just just on the side note, like DeRozan is just playing off the chart. The the end, of, I messaged you the end of that Hawks game the other day. That was just ridiculous. Between him and um, Io, the rookie, he was like, that was so cool. So I love what they're doing, but to your point, the, the record thing is ridiculous. There was a great interview, I think. I can't remember who it was with. One of the players was like, you're the first person to have 17 rebounds in this game on that date. How do you feel about that? And the guy's like, I don't care. Like, so, there's a record to be made for everything, which is yeah, kind of ridiculous. Um, the one that interests me, I think, the most is the news that um, Dame Lillard will be reassessed in two to three weeks. Um, you've got Portland sitting on the bubble of uh, the um, the playing tournament uh, and, you know, trying to tank, but they've got their young players playing well. So, you know, do they come back and just make a run at the eight spot? I don't know. I don't think it changes a whole lot, but I just think it'll be interesting to see... What Portland does, whether they bring Dame back and he plays a bit and they try to win with him or not, so that's that's kind of my quick hit. Uh,
1: yeah, no, they, they they shut it down. Nurkic no is out. That Portland's going to shut it down. They're going to let Anthony Simons run wild and then they'll shut him down as well. I think they 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 want draft picks. I think they need something to trade with. That's my my opinion. I, I think they'd be silly to get into the play and it just hurts their draft chances, don't you think?
0: Oh, ideally, I'd love them and the Pelicans to get in there and the Lakers to fall out. That would be that would be amazing. But, you know, we can dream. We can dream.
1: So. <laughs> Jordan, open. Chicago with the lead.
0: So we found our way to the, to the end of another episode. Um, thanks to those that listened all the way through to our first podcast. Uh, love to hear any feedback Ooh. you might have on Twitter. Um, it's been a pleasure hanging out with you today, Luke. Oh, well. Sorry, I keep calling you Luke, but uh, pleasure hanging out with you today, Backyard.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. I'm, I'm super excited. All
0: right, so enjoy your sport for another week, friends, and follow good people, and make sure you catch some of the new podcasts on, on, the, on, Big, T's, on Big T's Sports Best Friends Network.
1: Sports Best Friends is hosted by me, Big T, and co-hosted by Ben Charlton. Music by Love Drunk Hearts, Edited by Big T. We are brought to you by Cards from the Bench and we are part of the Brooklyn Netcast Media Family. I gotta bring the excitement. Bring the excitement for in my voice. My voice needs to be excited. Okay, here we go.